0: Technology and the Sea. Fascination Marine Technology. A podcast by Bärbel Feining in cooperation with the German Association for Marine Technology, GMT. Welcome to this podcast episode. Let's deep dive into the ocean. In this episode, we will talk about the importance of the oceans for each and every one of us. Not only to experience beautiful sunsets there or to relax on the beach and in the waves, but for the future of our planet. 70% of the surface of our planet are oceans. Because we know amazingly little about them and because oceans have a totally great importance, the UN has proclaimed this decade as the Decade of the Oceans. A super exciting topic about which I talked with Gesine Meissner and Steffen Knot. Both are in the German Ocean Decade Committee. The UN has declared a decade of oceans. On our planet, we have seven continents on which almost 8 billion people live. Why is the UN focusing on the oceans, Gesine Meissner?
1: Actually, we have a lot of people on the Earth. That's right. But our globe is the blue planet. And people most time forget that the water is so important for, for all of us. Every second breath you take comes from the ocean. 50% of our oxygen is, is from the ocean. And without ocean, there would not be any living on Earth. And that's why it's so important to focus the ocean in this decade and to tell people how important it is for us, for our climate, for our food, for our energy, for our resources. It's not only a nice place to be and to make vacation, but absolutely important for our children and grandchildren.
0: What's the importance of the oceans for mankind?
1: Actually, besides oxygen, it's, it's, well, for example, climate. Everybody is talking about fighting climate change. And uh, you cannot do that without the potential of the ocean. The ocean already absorbed 90% of the heat we human beings produce and 30% of the CO2. And there are plants in the ocean that can really absorb CO2 much more than forests, for example, mangroves and and seaweed. And that is only one point out of several why oceans are so important for us.
0: The oceans have an importance in terms of food, in terms of energy, in terms of transportation?
1: Exactly. Transportation, the more people you have on Earth, the more trade you will have. And 90% of the global trade is done by, by, by ships, So oceans are needed, and the ships are sometimes very polluting. They're not always good for the ocean. Besides food, it's not only fish. It can be algae. It can be jellyfish salad. Strange for you, maybe, but the future will show that uh, jellyfish salad can be a wonderful thing to have or uh, beer made made out of algae or whatever we have a lot of aquaculture and that will be uh, more important the more people we have on earth and energy it's not only wind energy what you know but as well energy from waves from tidal and from uh, biomass like algae again that has a big potential for the future we are talking about renewable energy and a big part can come from sea so very important for
2: mankind Stefan Knut, what's the importance of the
0: oceans for the future of our planet?
2: Of course, if, uh, if the ocean is so important, also uh, we need to ensure that the uh, oceans stay healthy, and uh, get better in their condition. And if you're talking about climate, for example, the melting polar caps causing uh, rising sea levels. So the oceans today already have an impact on all the people living on island states and nearby the coast. So uh, for us, it's very important that we help the ecosystems in the oceans. And as uh, Gazine mentioned, for example, mangroves and coral reefs, they help really also to protect the coastlines and to balance the climate.
0: We know our continents quite well. Do we know
2: the oceans just as well? Actually not. It's a challenge we have that we need to collect data, that we need to get better understanding what's in the oceans, what's living in the oceans, but of course also what is on the seafloor and everything around. So there we have a lot of white spots still, and uh, technology and also efforts are needed to close those knowledge gaps.
1: Exactly. People often say that we... We human beings know much more about the moon and, uh, and and the sky than about the sea or the deep sea, and that is uh, really the other way around. It should be because the sea is so important for us. The moon is far away, and we really need the ocean for our daily living. And that's why we have to focus much more in the research of in the marine research and ocean research. And uh, besides, regarding, for example, the sea floor. Everybody is using mobiles, for example, or other technical issues. And uh, in order to have this, you need the rare earths, And rare earth is, for example, in the seafloor, five kilometers deep, And uh, you can uh, kind of grow those mangal nods, but uh, it could really disturb the whole seabed and the whole biodiversity down there if you don't do it carefully enough and if you don't have enough data coming out from research. That's why marine research is absolutely important for industry as well.
0: For marine research, you need marine technology. What are the special challenges for marine research and for marine tech?
2: If if you take the the conditions on, on the sea, you have very harsh environments and it's uh, rough conditions on the seafloor. So, of course, if you're going on the sea, you need technology that is capable to withstand all those uh, high pressures, low temperatures, and also have all the technology in place like autonomous vehicles or research vessels uh, of doing those things. So there's a lot of technology really needed to provide those equipment and to gain the knowledge from the sea. And here we have quite capable companies and and research institutes in Germany uh, who are um, world-leading in their field.
1: And you have as well, for example, technology for something like uh, floating wind farms or uh, wave energy combined with aquaculture. That's another thing you can sometimes use the same spot of the sea two times and uh, something that really um, interests me always uh, coming from uh, north of germany in the baltic and the north sea we have a lot of old ammunition and this is really a ticking bomb so to say so we really have to try to get it out from the sea and there technology is in place to remove this munition. But we have to develop it further. We have to finance it and we have really to start a, a program to take the munition out of the sea.
0: What do we know? In what condition are the oceans? What are they suffering from?
2: The oceans, uh, they are not in a good uh, state of health. So what we clearly know is that the uh, oxygen in the ocean is going down. That on the other hand, the CO2 is going up because of the emissions we have here on land from the industry and, and so forth. And that's why the climate change, also the temperature in the oceans are going up. Um, and that has a severe impact also on uh, ecosystems like for coral reefs. And those are very sensitive on those changes. And uh, if we don't have coral reefs, we have an impact on biodiversity, what is also negative. The other thing what is clearly an, an issue is overfishing of our fish stocks. Uh, where we also need to take action to get a better understanding uh, what do we have in the oceans and where should we protect the oceans in certain areas simply to help the oceans to recover and to get back to a good state.
1: Actually, regarding coral reefs, for example, they are not only um, a kindergarten for biodiversity as well. They are protection, a shelf for for the shores. They can avoid tsunamis, for example, and other things. And if they are dead, they cannot be a protection anymore. And something else, I think, really, the sea is sometimes full of oil and some other chemical issues and so on. So we have to to really look for programs to not only clean the seas from plastics and other things and munition, as I said, But as well to have cleaner ships, to have better wind energy, not really uh, put into the seabed, but maybe a floating wind farm would be much better for the sea and for the environment in general. So we have um, possibilities and innovation of the technology, but we have to use it and really to, to, to cure the sea as much as possible so that it really can be a big source for us in the future for everything we need.
0: So marine tech is the key to marine research and marine research is the key to the future of mankind? Absolutely, but mankind doesn't know. The oceans are
1: taken for granted. And as I said, we know more about this moon than, than about the sea. And uh, Bismarck once said in Germany, German people are sitting with the back to the sea and looking to the mountains. And it should be the other way around. We have to turn the view <laughs> to the sea for, for everybody in, in this globe.
0: But people love the ocean for
1: recreation. Yeah, but they take it for granted, as I said. They love to swim there, to to um, go for, for diving or whatever, to go by ship. Sometimes they uh, get aware that there's plastic at the shore and they try to collect it. There are sometimes projects to collect plastic, for example. But they don't think about it much more. And they don't know about all the treasures we have from the sea. And so it's so important by the UN Decade to inform people because what you know, you can love, and what you love, you will protect. And we have to make everybody love and protect the ocean. How was the first
2: year of the UN Decade? The first year of the end decade, we had, of course, the bit of the downside of the COVID situation because we had the kickoff of the end ocean decade in Berlin and uh, we would have loved to welcome all other stakeholders of the oceans globally to Germany to really start and kick off this ocean decade here in Germany. So we did it virtually, what went well, and now we have one year where the ocean decades around the globe have been formed, like in Germany where we started certain programs uh, with initiatives and and projects to get started on certain challenges of the Ocean Decade. Um, But of course, also here in Germany, we started to uh, collect what is uh, there, what are projects or initiatives we could work with, and also how we could uh, start certain working groups like with industry or finance to bring this initiative forward and simply uh, accelerate and amplify what is already out there.
1: Exactly. Uh, I think the first year was really necessary to just build a big network. All of us who are members of the um, Ocean Decay Committee in Germany, we are 11, we all have our networks, but we have to put them together and we have to build new networks. For example, as, as Stefan just mentioned, the working groups. He knows best about Working Group for Industry and uh, Economy because he is working as, as a boss of this working group. I know a lot about society and education. For example, we managed to have really a contract that in 2024, it's still two years from now, but anyway, with the House of Little Researcher, we will have ocean as a topic, as the annual topic, for example. And the House of Researchers is not only a house, it's it's a big project where uh, all the, the leaders of kindergartens and schools are informed about the ocean, in this case, and can furthermore inform their children. And besides one thing more, for example, Rotary is a big network partner for us in the UN Decade Committee because Rotary has an international project and plastic soup. It's all over the world by now. And they are very busy in supporting with some conferences as well as with money and on projects like collecting plastic at the shore. They are supporting the whole UN Decade in a big way. And that's what we did the first year to try to build a big network
0: and to see what is possible in the next nine years to come. Thank you, Gesine Meissner. Thank you, Stefan Knut. The science we need for the ocean we want, the ocean we need for the future we want. That's the motto of the UN decade. That's a good summary.
1: Exactly. And I would I would just underline at the end that we, of course, have some very um, engage persons who are very important for us and for the UN decade. I just mentioned André Wiersig. Maybe you know André Wiersig. You've heard about him. He's an extreme swimmer he did this, the Ocean 7, I think it's called Ocean 7. So he swam, for example, from the one part from New Zealand to the other part from New Zealand by night, surrounded by sharks who were not that dangerous because they were sleeping and so on. And he swam in this year to Helgoland, this little island at the shore of of Germany. And he said he became uh, an ocean friend when it was the first time that he happened to swim into a big plastic bag by night by his big swimming tours. And he was so frightened that he decided, we have to change this. We have to talk about the beauty of the ocean. We have to try to cure the ocean, to clean the ocean. And so he's an ocean ambassador. And he did his swimming to Algorand for the UN decade, for example.
0: He's the face of the UN decade in Germany. Yes,
1: one of the faces. Very important.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. That was today's podcast episode. If you liked it, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss another episode. Thanks for a good review and then I look forward to when we're back by the sea soon. Bye. Technology and the Sea Fascination Marine Technology Podcast by Bärbel Feining in cooperation with the German Association for Marine Technology, GMT.